Let's mother hacking do this. <laughs> Hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Actually Alexandra Radio. It's me, your host, Actually Alexandra. Um, you guys, I know I comment on my intro every time, so you're probably sick of it, but I really just, I've never, so my whole life I've grown up with people calling me Al or Allie and never people calling me Alexandra. And once I started accepting that my name was Alexandra, I like made up my Instagram name, but I still feel super uncomfortable being like, hi, I'm Alexandra. So that's why I'm always like, it's me actually, Alexandra, because that just feels like my persona still. Anyways, hello and welcome. I'm really excited for today's episode. Um, I feel like, I feel like it's kind of different than content I usually put out and I'm actually really excited because I am kind of changing content around here and I've said this so many times I've done it so many times but there's always for like the past years been this calling in my soul and I feel like life is really coming full circle because there's just a lot happening so First of all, we're going to get into the fact that, like, before we get into today's episode, today's episode is going to be about the five wellness habits that have changed my life, and I'm going to take it, you know, from a different lens than we typically talk about wellness and health. I'm going to give you, like, real wellness tips that have changed my life, and you might not think of these as wellness tips, but I hope that maybe it gives you a wider view of what wellness really is, Um, but Last week, I had talked in my episode um, that I didn't love podcast intros. I was like, I just like to get right into it, and I don't like listening to other people's, but I actually am changing my mind, you guys, and I want to start doing an intro with you guys every week because here's what I've realized. I've realized that I do like podcast intros when I am listening to a podcast from someone that like I care about the person and more so hearing about their life beyond just the topic they're talking about and if I'm going to a podcast just for a topic that's when I hate listening to the intro because I'm like okay I don't care I don't even know this person and I just want to hear what you know I came here to learn because I do listen to a lot of health podcasts I would say but I realized like the other two podcasts I listen to really only are Emma Chamberlain's podcast Love and then um, Sincerely Julia podcast and they I like to hear about their lives like (laughs) it's funny like really when I say those are kind of the only two podcasts I'm really consistent with like I will listen to a 20 minute intro from someone that I really want to like hear about their lives um and those are two podcasts I really recommend I obviously I'm sure most of you guys know um Emma Chamberlain but the Sincerely Julia podcast, she if you guys like this podcast, please listen to that because it's actually funny. Julia and I went to high school together and we like we weren't close in high school, but now I listen to her podcast and I am just like, okay, this girl's literally speaking from my brain. So I really recommend that podcast. I really do love it. So anyways, I'm re or I'm taking back what I said about intros because when I care about someone's life beyond <laughs> the topic of the podcast I really do love to to like feel like I'm friends with someone when I'm listening to their podcast and 
I was thinking about what I want you to feel when you're here listening to my podcast. And I want you to feel as if you know me. I want you to feel as if we're friends. And I know I've said that before, but I feel like maybe giving you guys a little life update or behind the scenes look into my life or any type of little intro to the podcast before we just dive into the topic is like something I want to do. And I mean, maybe just for now, maybe that won't be forever because I don't like to speak in definite. So it's also what I've realized is sometimes podcasting makes me anxious because I'll say something and it's what I'm thinking like in the moment or feeling in the moment. But then I'll go back and listen to it like weeks later and I'm like, oh, I don't really resonate with like what I said here or something has changed since then. So everything I say in a podcast, just know that it's what I'm feeling in that in that moment, thinking in that moment and that we are always allowed to change our perspective on something I hope to make you realize like you never have to be put in a box and I just never want to speak indefinite so right now I think we're gonna start doing some intros um on the podcast so that you can feel like we're friends more than just like I'm this random girl on Instagram or wherever you found me so let's talk what's been on my mind lately Um, I mentioned that content is kind of changing and yeah, so I am actually currently enrolled in IIN, the Integrative Institute of Nutrition. I am enrolled in their health coaching program and also their hormone health coaching program. So, or hormone health specialist program. I am enrolled in both um, and I you guys have such a deep love for health and wellness and most of you probably know this but if you don't I started Instagram in like 2016 on a different account as a food blogger like a health food blogger and I always talked about health and wellness because it was my passion but then I moved towards helping more with like eating disorders and I felt like it was wrong of me to mix the two I felt like I had to step out of the world of wellness and I honestly had to do so at a point for my own health too when I was still in recovery um but I'm at this point and I've been at this point where like I just have this deep love of health and wellness and I'm a Pilates instructor like I'm getting certified in health coaching and hormone health and all these things I am yoga certified I'm certified in Ayurveda like I love these things these things are like my passions And they're really going to be tying into my business in the future. And so, or I guess like the future, meaning like that's what I'm working on in this moment. Um, Like they, they're my life and I've learned to come at it from such a healthy way. I've learned health and wellness from a place of self-love rather than in the past when it used to be a place of, I need to change myself. And it's such a beautiful thing. And so I'm giving myself permission to finally share that. And I've talked about how life is really coming. I've talked about this on Instagram stories. So maybe you missed it. (laughs) But I have talked about how I just feel like my life is coming full circle because this business that I'm in the process of creating, this new passion project, like I've left all my little other projects behind, at least for now, because I have a bigger vision that I've always had. And I just... I needed more pieces to the puzzle. Like I started with health and wellness and like food blogging and then I transformed into like food freedom and then I transformed into self-love and then your relationship 
with yourself and then more like spirituality and whatnot and and self-healing and I realized and and Pilates and yoga and all those meditation and I realized that since the beginning of me starting my Instagram in 2016 all of these little pieces that I have had be a part of you know at at one time they were each like the whole of my business all of those little pieces are now coming that I needed them to like tie together and create this perfect little for me perfect little you know what actually is my passion like I was only finding bits and pieces of my passion and focusing all on those but I just feel like I've found the whole picture now at least for now because I know I will discover more but that's what I mean when I say my content's going to change um because I am finally allowing myself to embrace all of my health and wellness and you know healthy food and food freedom and self-love and spirituality and meditation and pilates i'm allowing myself to tie it all together and next month i'm actually launching my membership um my subscription um monthly subscription it'll be pilates meditation and honestly more i have had this vision i talked about this on instagram but i had a dream I, sorry, every time I say that I like truly think of Martin Luther King, um, that was like one of my favorite things to learn about in school. I was fascinated by him. Anyways, I had a dream in January 2021 of this exact platform that I'm creating right now. And it's really crazy because I forgot about the dream until I looked at my journal from last year. And I have been talking about this exact vision for years with people without knowing exactly what the vision is, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, next month, March 1st, or you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to say, I'm, we're not going to speak in definites, but fingers crossed, as long as everything goes to plan, March 1st, my subscription and membership will be launching, which will include meditation pilates and you know all the things that really do make me my healthiest best self from a place of self-love i really really that's so important for me is for it to be a safe space where you can show up for yourself with love um and that's me giving myself permission to finally like on instagram like when i say my content's going to be changing i just feel like i'm so over just talking about one topic of like oh self-love your relationship with yourself food freedom this 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 like I want to change to just being overall wellness because what wellness means to me is so much more than just what we typically think of wellness as and also with that being said I want to take a lot of my wait wait back back up back up (laughs) I was gonna edit that out but I just thought it was funny so we're gonna leave it in that was like me literally telling my brain to back up. Anyways, <laughs> I think what I wanted to say is like when I say my content's going to change, I want to get back to like sharing recipes with you guys. I want to get back to sharing tips for like, oh, digestion or gut health or still within your like self-love, I want to share Pilates. I want to share meditations with you guys. And I believe in myself so wholeheartedly now. And it's taken a while for me to get there. Um, and you were probably listening to podcasts back of me saying like, oh, something new is coming. And I literally have had to do so much inner work to actually get myself to be able to launch this. And it's literally me starting a whole new business. So 
Yeah. Um, what I was saying before I yelled at myself to back up, I want to take a lot of my business to TikTok now. I really, really love TikTok and not in the form of, I don't love like some of it's really toxic. I do believe TikTok can be a toxic place, but I really just think that sharing wellness and sharing life and sharing positive things is a really like TikTok is a really good platform for that. So I'll link my TikTok below in the description, um, but it's underscore Alexander Dawson, the same as my Instagram. I just have a lot planned for that. And I could go on with this intro because I actually have uncovered a piece of my soul today. <laughs> if that makes sense. I've been, I've realized one way I've been blocking myself in a big way. Um, and that's kind of why I sat down and kind of planned out like, what I want to post on TikTok, what is going to be, you know, on my Instagram from here on out, what are the next podcasts, when am I going to be planning my podcast, so anyways, we'll talk about that at another time, but without further ado, <laughs> this was probably the longest intro ever, and I promise they won't all, all be like this, but I want to talk to you guys about the five wellness habits that have absolutely positively changed my life, like not being dramatic, not being like not over exaggerating these have truly changed my life and when I say my life I I just I truly mean like they've changed my relationship with myself they've changed my happiness they've changed how productive I am or how committed to goals I am like they've just changed me for the better um so let's get into it all right so when you think of wellness I feel like we have this picture in our head of like what wellness looks like and it's like green juice and working out and eating clean and all of those things and and yes that's a part of wellness I mean I'm not saying green juice but you know if you're not into that but you know eating wholesome foods that nourish you that nourish your body um I like to really steer away from saying like healthy versus unhealthy foods because I just believe that labeling things is kind of what causes the obsession or like the I can't eat this and when we label things it just it just doesn't go well so I don't really love to say like healthy foods but um you know the things I just mentioned they're part of wellness but I want to take it deeper in this episode so the five things that I'm going to talk to you guys about are probably not what you're thinking I of course there's things that have changed my life like changing the way that I eat to make sure that the foods that I eat make me really feel good or changing my exercise routine um pilates and meditation and my night routine and my morning routine like those wellness habits have changed my life my skincare has changed my life simply because like my skincare routine is something that makes me feel really good and like myself love and truly pilates and meditation honestly have changed my life in the most profound ways but I want to talk about some other things that have changed my life that maybe we don't typically think of when we think of wellness and that's why I want to start off by saying this as like this isn't my first one of my five things but this is the biggest thing that changed my relationship with wellness overall and that is defining wellness for you defining what health and wellness truly means for you because 
we can see what it means for someone else all over social media and we can be convinced that we will feel healthy if we do X, Y, and Z. If we eat the way this girl eats or work out the way she she works out or do the habits that she has or, or take her morning routine and make it ours. Like we see wellness and health on social media and that gives us a picture of what it quote unquote supposed to be. But before we dive into the five habits, I want to just tell you that like me defining wellness for my own self is truly what changed my life in the biggest way. And because wellness can easily become an obsession, right? We can easily be obsessed with what's healthy and what's not and force ourselves to have to like place ourselves in a box when it comes to health um, because we've sworn off all these other things that social media has you know, maybe told us or made us believe like they're not healthy. So I can remember this was like probably 2015 or 2016. No, mm, that's wrong. Probably 2017. I was really sick of having this unhealthy relationship with health and wellness because it was an obsession. I truly believe that health and wellness can come from this place of self-love. Like you, you don't have to be disordered if you're drinking green juice or choosing like a salad at a restaurant instead of pizza. But I used to choose a salad at a restaurant from a place of like, I can only eat this. And health just honestly became such an obsession that like I was working out and I looked healthy to everyone else, but really I was obsessed. I was going to the gym six, seven days a week doing workouts that I hated because I just told myself this is what a healthy lifestyle looks like. But the whole time I didn't feel healthy. And so until you feel healthy, you're not really healthy. You can drink all of the green juice. You can meditate all you want. You can eat the cleanest of clean food. I also hate the term like clean eating. You can work out six days a week for an hour doing cardio, lifting weights, whatever it may be. And you still won't be healthy unless you feel good. So I was so sick of trying to be healthy and not feeling healthy, like actually feeling the opposite because I was drained and I was sad and I just, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't what I thought health was supposed to feel like. So I took a step back and I wrote out my definition of health and wellness and what that looked like, what that lifestyle looked like. And for me, it was really important, like that my health and wellness goals no longer took away from my social life. Like I... And no longer took away, and I don't mean social life, like going out on the weekends because I rarely do that. Um, But I guess just like I would be at the gym over family events or I would miss drinks with my friends or dinner with my friends. I don't really drink anymore actually, but I would not go to dinner with my friends because I was like, oh, that's not healthy. Like the chips and guac, like, no, I can't have that. That's not healthy. Like I'm not going to come with you guys. So whatever. Defining what wellness and health meant to me was really like, am I happy? My happiness started to come first when it came to health and wellness instead of are the chips at the Mexican restaurant fried in like canola oil? You know what I mean? Like those things that we worry about with health and wellness. And I'm not saying you're not allowed to, you know, strive to eliminate those types of foods that don't make you feel good because I definitely know like when I go out to a Mexican restaurant, like eating chips that are like fried in canola oil don't necessarily make my body feel great. But honestly, 
my life, I realized like, okay, my life is too short to not just like go out with my friends for this one dinner and just be in the moment and, and stop putting quote unquote health and like clean eating over everything else in my life. So I would just step back and also like when it comes to health outside of food and fitness, like do you like your routines or are you doing them because someone else said they make them feel healthy? Do you like the way you live your life? Do you like your lifestyle? Or are you just subscribing to those routines or that lifestyle because you saw someone else post that it made them feel good? Like do you like to journal in the morning or is it like you're forcing yourself because you think it's going to make you feel good because someone else on social media said it makes them feel good. Do you know what I mean? So I just stepped back and I really honed in on like what makes me feel good and what is health and wellness to me no matter what the external like influences were. So that was my biggest first step and now let's actually get into the five habits that I would say changed my life and I told you I'm not gonna say the basic ones like meditation and Pilates and clean eating but I am going to say journaling and I know that kind of feels like a basic one because especially now journaling is like getting a lot of hype and recognition and it it deserves it I truly believe it deserves it so the first thing I'm going to talk to you about is journaling journaling has absolutely changed my life and my relationship with myself because here's the thing we do you know how many thoughts we have a day do you know how much is just spinning in our mind and we just let those thoughts be in our mind and run around and we never really take time like if we don't journal or at least before I journaled I never really took time to sit with the thoughts in my mind and to get clear on the thoughts in my mind and to really see what I was feeling because I think it's easy to have all these emotions and feelings in our head but when we can put it on paper it makes things so much clearer and I a lot of the times have breakthroughs where I realize I'm feeling this emotional way in my head but once I put it on paper and I organize it I can see the truth of what's really going on in my mind because our minds we can spiral with anxiety we can create stories we can ruminate on negative thoughts but if I can get those negative thoughts or those stories that are creating anxiety out onto paper and and see them for what they really are that allows me to reframe them in my mind that allows me to see much clearer and actually deal with them in a more healthy productive way Um, I always say when we write we reveal when we reveal we feel And when we feel, we heal. So when we write, we reveal the deeper truths within our mind. The deeper truths that when we're just walking about our day-to-day, we don't tend to dive deep into. But when we write, this is like this form, this space that, you know, there's no judgment in your journal. It's just you and you. And when we can be really honest with ourselves and not have that fear of external judgment or whatever, and we just write from the heart, we reveal deeper truths of what's really going on for us, of what we're really feeling, of maybe the stories that our minds are creating. So we write, we reveal. When we reveal these things, we feel, okay? When we reveal what's really going on, what our emotions really truly are, 
We can feel those emotions. We can allow ourselves to feel whatever's going on in our lives. Sometimes I'll be like going through this weird period where I'm like, oh, I feel disconnected to myself or I feel X, Y, and Z. And then I'll journal and I realize, oh my goodness, I'm actually going through this like huge transformation, this period of growth. I can feel whatever I'm going through and I can allow it to come out or come up and come out. And that is how we heal. When we feel something, we heal. When we allow ourselves to actually feel it, that's when it won't live within us anymore. I mean, yes, maybe it won't work right away where you're feeling it and you're like, oh, it's gone. I'm better. I'm healed. But when we can really feel something and look it in the eyes and and stop avoiding it, we stop allowing it to kind of just like live under the covers. You know what I mean? Like within us. So journaling has helped me grow so, so much because it's helped me have so many deeper realizations and it honestly it just helps me get clear on what I'm thinking so then I can treat or what I'm feeling so then I can treat myself with love through my emotions because for instance the other day I was having a really emotional day and I hadn't journaled yet finally at the end of the day I like sat down and journaled and I wasn't sure early like I wanted to cry okay in the beginning of the day or throughout the day I was just feeling these emotions and I didn't know really what was going on I kept wanting to cry I cried a few times without knowing why and I was just like what is going on with me like truly what is going on and in those moments when I wanted to cry and I didn't know what was going on and I was feeling super emotional I also found myself judging myself more I found myself being like why are you so emotional like you why are you feeling so sad you have all these good things what's like why are you crying and I sat with myself later that day and I journaled and I got actually clear on what I was feeling because I dove deep into my mind and that allowed me to treat myself with so much more love and say oh my goodness You have been judging yourself all day. You've been mean to yourself all day, but this is what you're really going through, my love. So give yourself some love. Give yourself some grace. Show yourself some compassion. And I'm usually good at giving myself compassion without having to sit down and journal, but we all have these moments when we judge ourselves. But if we can look at what we're really going through and journaling helps with that so much, it allows us, like it unlocks more softness towards ourselves. And so journaling really helps me in those moments and it's really something that has just gotten me a lot closer to myself I would say because like I said when we journal it's this place where there's no judgment if you allow that it's this place where you are free to express whatever you want whatever's on your heart whatever's in your soul without judging without worrying that you have to you know, you're going to get a reaction from someone else. It's literally just putting, you know, your thoughts, your words, your heart, your soul onto a piece of paper. And you can close that journal and you don't ever have to look at it again. I do like to reread old journals. Um, I know that's not helpful for some, but getting things out is one of the most healing things is speaking your truth. It is truly one of the most healing things. And we have Have you ever noticed how you have bottled up emotions or you are waiting on this conversation with someone, you have to tell them something big and you feel sick to your stomach, you feel super anxious about it, you feel so nervous and then once you say the words or you you tell that person how you feel or whatever it may be, once you get it out of you, 
you feel so much better. The anxiety you have over it is so settled. That is what journaling does. Without you having to face another human, which I'm not saying like don't express your feelings to other humans because I think that's really important and I often do that. (laughs) But journaling, it's like this big sigh of relief. And sometimes you'll go to journal and you won't always know what's in there. Like in your brain, in your mind, in your heart, in your soul. You won't always know what you need to say. And that's okay. So I think a lot of people struggle when it comes to journaling because they're like, where do I start? What if I don't have anything to say? And you don't need anything to say. You don't need to go into journaling knowing what you want to talk about. I pretty much never go into journaling knowing what I want to talk about. I get asked a lot, about how I journal because I know that a lot of people usually prompt themselves or ask themselves questions in their journals to get them thinking. But for me, I really find it helpful because I go to my journal for healing, right? It's also, I do go to it for like goal setting and things like that. So sometimes I will prompt myself with questions, but a lot of the times I really just need to get whatever's in my brain out And my favorite way is just to dump it all on a piece of paper. So I talked about this last week in the I love love episode, but I have been doing morning pages recently, which I've been doing that for probably like about two weeks now. And that's pretty much, I explained it last week, but you open your eyes in the morning. As soon as you wake up, you go to your journal and you do stream of consciousness writing, which you just write. You just let your finger your finger you just let the words you let your hand flow on the paper you put pen to paper and you let it flow and just dump whatever's in your mind even if you're not sure what it is you just continuously write you're supposed to do three pages no backspaces no thinking really about what you're gonna write just going for it and I've really loved that and a lot of the mornings I wake up and I'm like I have no clue what I'm gonna journal and I just go into it and so if you and I'm not saying you have to do morning pages but If you struggle to, you know, if you want to incorporate journaling into your routine or into your life and you struggle with where to start because you don't know what you have to write, a lot of the times I will start my sentence in my journal with, I don't really know what I have to talk about today. I don't really know what I'm coming here to say, but this is how I'm feeling or this has been what's going on or whatever it may be. And I start with that small little, like I just acknowledge, I don't really know what I need to say. And somehow, some way from there, it kind of snowballs and I end up writing what needs to come out and feeling so much better. And my journal, I swear you guys, has first of all, held me through so much, helped me heal through so much but also gave me, has given me like such deep revelations, 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 whatever. (laughs) I'm sure one of you will DM me and tell me. Last week in the episode, I was like debating on if I was trying to say emit or omit, what word I was supposed to use. And a few of you DM'd me and you were like, girl, it's emit. (laughs) So thank you. But I've had so many revelations, I think about myself and I've had so many breakthroughs in my journal that have led to healing just from simply going and being like hey I have no clue what I'm going to talk about today but this is what I need this is what I've been feeling lately or whatever 
So let me just give you a little example because I truly do come to my journal a lot of the times not knowing what I'm going to say, but I just find the practice of journaling so healing. And sometimes I do have something very specific I know I need to talk about, but honestly, most of the time it's just like I need to write. So this is from my morning pages the other day. I'm very tired this morning and that's okay. I'm also very hungry this morning and that's okay. I also don't have very many thoughts right now and that's okay too. And maybe that's the theme of life right now. That it's all, everything is going to be okay. And then I went into just talking about, I had this breakthrough at the gym yesterday, blah, 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 blah. And then from there, it was just kind of like, I gave myself permission to not know what I needed to talk about. And I found something that I needed to talk about. Um, That's kind of how it works a lot of the times. Um, A lot of the times too, I will go to my journal and one thing that really helps me is kind of journaling like I'm talking to myself. So if you're the type of person that really does need prompts, then Pinterest has a bunch like looking online they're everywhere you can find good ones everywhere to prompt yourself um but I find it more helpful to go to my journal and talk to myself and like have conversation with myself as if I'm writing to myself kind of like with so much love so if we start our journal entry with speaking to ourself it kind of creates like with a loving and gentle and tender tone it kind of creates this like softness and this safety it really creates a lot of safety for you to feel like you can express yourself so most of the time too I will create safety for myself in my journal so then I feel so much more inclined to actually open up so sometimes I just start them like this so ow hi good morning we never just wake up and write so this is new but I think it's good new is good You've been waking up a little anxious lately. So this was in November, like way before I started morning pages, but you've been waking up a little anxious lately. I think you know why. And then I went into talking to myself, like you're not doing X, Y, and Z. You're this, this, this. And I talked to myself like, it's okay, my love. We forgive you. But just know that old ways will never open new doors. The world is asking to see more of you right now. You don't have to have it all together to show yourself and you don't have to steer away from personal insight either drop the armors my love let yourself be seen in all of your authentic you-ness even the parts that make you a walking contradiction so this is how I talk to myself in my journal um and I didn't share like that full journal prompt so sorry if that was confusing but oh so this is the next page and I always love starting my journals like this hi my girl See, I create this like tender little relationship between me and my journal or like it's I these actually I'm looking at my journal right now and I start almost all of my journals like talking to myself. Hi, my girl. We haven't talked much lately. Sometimes it feels that if you're avoiding it, avoiding getting deeper in your own mind and we know that never works, Al. We know it never does. Maybe for a little, but you can't avoid yourself forever. You're about to enter a season of extreme soul growth, or should I say, enter another season of extreme soul growth. You know it's expansive, but you also know it hurts. You know that growth comes with growing pains, almost as if as you grow, certain things that do not align get ripped away from you. Things that maybe 
maybe you're not quite fully ready to let go of. And the more you try to hold on to those things, the longer the painful part of growth lasts. Sometimes you have to let go to let grow, my girl. And I know that it hurts. I know that it is not a fun process to go through. But, my love, I also know that you are capable, more than capable, of enduring it. Of holding yourself through it. Of welcoming the growth even when it hurts. Because here's the thing, my love. The more we hold on to things that are genuinely not meant for us, the less room we have for the things that genuinely are meant for us. And I know that you know this. And I also know that you know that healing feels like breaking. So here's a gentle reminder for the moments that may come, the ones that may feel like breaking. You are not breaking, my love. You are simply rebuilding, being asked to piece yourself back together, this time leaving behind anything that does not belong. I think it's time you poured a little more attention into your healing, my love. I think it's time you paid more mind to your inner world. Time to get closer to your soul, B. There are beautiful things waiting for you in there, even if it takes walking through the mud to get there. You've got this. I love you, and I'm proud of you always. Okay, I was not planning on sharing a full journal entry, but that one was really good. <laughs> um, like, I wanted to share that. Once I started reading, I realized, like, that one was really soft and tender towards myself and so I write to myself a lot in that way and it really helps me like as if it's as if a friend is talking to me so sometimes I write to myself as if like I have a friend who's speaking to me if that makes sense and I'm my own friend and a lot of the times too I will begin talking to myself from that standpoint of Al you know this x y and z blah 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 and then I speak back to it. So I'll start with the journal with like, hey Al, you have been feeling this way lately. You haven't been taking good care of yourself. You haven't been doing this. And then I will speak back and say, I know. I know I'm not doing my best. Or I know, you guys know what I mean. <laughs> it's almost as if there's two people in the conversation in my journal, but I'm writing it myself. Um, so yeah, it just, I don't know, creates a really safe environment in my journal for, for me. And I, I always say like, hi, my girl, hi, my love, hi, Al, like, how are you? I love speaking to myself in my journal. That's something that's really, really helpful for me. Um, I feel like I haven't done that as much with morning pages, but I always still do. Like I journal probably sometimes three times a day. I am talking about this one so much because it has truly changed my life. So if you, again, if you're someone that needs prompts, I'm going to give you two really good prompts for a place to start that also allows you to be really intuitive with your journaling. So again, like I said, we often go to our journal without knowing what we need to say. So two really good prompts to get things flowing for you are, one, what are the words that I need to say right now? What are the words that I need to say? Because sometimes we have things on our chest and we need to get them out. So that can start the words flowing. Or this is actually a really, really like my favorite one. What are the words that I need to hear right now? Those are really two simple questions. What are the words that I need to say right now? What are the words that I need to hear right now? And from there, things just kind of pour out. And you don't have to. I find that if I question myself in my journal, I will get to a question and, you know, I'll write, 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 write. And then I will get so far off topic from that question, but that's okay. I think one big thing with journaling is 
allowing yourself to leave the judgment. Don't tell yourself it has to look a certain way. It has to work a certain way. It has to be a certain way. You can journal two sentences. You can journal two pages. You can journal 10 pages. Don't judge yourself on how you do it. Don't set rules for yourself and just allow things to flow. A big tip that helped me when I would struggle to journal and like I knew I needed to write was setting a timer. So I would set a timer for 20 minutes because I knew that would give me enough time. And I think some of us tend to get stressed like, oh, I don't have time to journal. But if I can set a timer and say, I do actually have 20 minutes to set aside, it would allow me to go into journaling with more ease and not like needing to rush through the process and it allowed me to be present. So sorry that I just talked forever about journaling. I honestly probably should have just made a whole podcast about journaling, um, but it is one of, like honestly, probably the biggest thing that has changed my life. Um, number two, living with love. So I talked last week um, in my I love love episode of how one of my like mottos I would say is to live with love. And what does that mean? That means I move through my day, through every moment with love. I move my body with love. I eat with love. I soften towards myself and I soften towards others. And every part of my day, the intention going into it is to have love behind it. So when I'm moving my body, when I'm going to do Pilates or exercise, am I doing it from a place of love? Am I doing it from a place of love for myself and respect for my body? Or am I doing it like I used to in the past where it was obsessive, where it was not from a place of love yet from the opposite of I need to change my body. I'm doing this because I have to. I'm doing this because this is what the world has told me health is. And I would go and I would do this workout that I hated, right? So now I check in with myself. I check in with my body when I'm about to move it. And I say, is this from a place of love? That ensures that I'm not doing it from a place of obsession or needing to change myself or feeling like I need to change myself. And if I do find myself saying like, actually love so then if I can't tell I ask myself like what would love do in this moment that's a question I always ask myself is what would love do and I you know if I'm asking myself am I about to work out from a place of love and I can't tell if I really want to (laughs) I ask myself what would love do in this moment and if love would rest then I rest if love would take myself to the gym and do Pilates because I know it's going to make me feel better I would go to the gym and do Pilates. Eating with love. This has been a huge thing um, when it came to healing my relationship with food and still come like as a huge part of my relationship with food is am I eating this from a place of love? And I think that's one thing that really helped me to start to eat enough fuel when I was healing my relationship with food is, you know, sometimes you're not hungry, right? And but you know you need to eat, especially if you're healing your relationship with food. Um, And I would force myself to eat something because I knew my body needed fuel. And reminding myself that I'm doing this from a place of love for myself helps me get over the hump of, in my mind, of like, oh, but I'm not hungry. I'm physically not hungry because in the past, I would restrict my calories so much that 
I never really got hungry. And then I would use that as an excuse to like, oh, I don't have to eat because I'm not hungry. But living with love and coming to the place of eating with love meant I love myself. So I know that my body needs fuel. This even just happened literally just yesterday. I was not hungry because stress tends to turn off my hunger cues like a lot. And I was super anxious yesterday and I was heading out the door and I was like, no, 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 I haven't fueled my body and I'm not physically hungry, but I know that my body really needs some nourishment right now. So I need to eat from a place of love for myself. So I stopped before I went out the door and I made myself some food and I sat with myself and I spoke so kindly to myself um and I just had this little moment with myself um eating with love also made me kind of change my view on health quote-unquote healthy food I like I said at the beginning of this episode I don't like calling it healthy versus unhealthy but I sometimes it's just easier like when I'm on a podcast and just talking quick but nourishing food I guess um or body nourishing because there's also soul nourishing food and and that's okay too. Like all foods have their own benefit for you, whether it be for your body or your soul or your mind, whatever it may be. But I think learning to eat with love changed my view on quote unquote healthy food because I used to force myself to eat in this healthy, clean eating type of way. I used to force it because I was like, I need to lose weight. I need to tone up. I am gross if I eat this like unhealthy food. And when I learned to live with love and eat with love, I learned that actually fueling my body with really nutritious, wholesome foods that make my body feel really good is coming from a place of love for myself. Taking care and nourishing my body with those foods that make me feel really good is this form of living with love and eating with love. And it really changed my mindset when it came to the whole healthy food type of thing I stopped forcing myself to eat those like healthy foods just to eat them and taking that you know rule away from me like taking that rule out of my life actually allowed me to find like the nourishing wholesome foods that I really do love and to eat those with love but also it helped me to eat pizza and not feel guilty for it not that you should ever feel guilty for eating anything but In the past, I used to, you know, if I was going to eat pizza, I would have to earn that somehow with like, oh, restricting my calories, eating super healthy before, going to the gym after, whatever it may be. And then I would prepare so much for this pizza, right? That when it came time to eat the pizza, I didn't even know if I wanted the pizza. You know, I didn't even know if I was craving the pizza or if I was forcing myself to have it because I was now quote unquote allowed to have it because I had prepared so much for it that like now that I've prepared like I have to eat this pizza but now and I would eat it without wanting it like so many times because of the measures that I would take to finally allow myself to eat the pizza but now I don't plan if oh I'm having pizza tonight I don't plan like if I'm at a restaurant a pizza restaurant let's say with my family and there's pizza and there's salad in the past so I hadn't planned I would say I need to have a salad but I don't know if this is making sense to you guys but I it really makes sense to me and it has helped me a lot but I will come to this place and check in with my body and say 
What would love do? Do I, am I craving pizza? Okay, if the answer is yes, then love would order the pizza and I would eat it with love. I would eat it with love for myself, knowing that this is me nourishing my soul with love, nourishing my soul with these great memories with my family and not being focused on the food. Or I would check in with my body and and if my body said, you know what, you don't want pizza, you actually really want a salad. Then I would order that salad from a place of love, not from a place of restriction or self-hate or self-deprivation or any of those things. It really, really allowed me to really change my relationship with all foods. Even now, for instance, let's say I want a bagel. In the past, I used to be like, no, you're not having a bagel. But if I stop and say, what would love do? I know that love would lovingly allow me to eat this bagel knowing that it doesn't change who I am, doesn't change my worth, doesn't change anything. Knowing that love is, okay, my body is saying you want this, so I'm going to gently give it to you. And honestly, too, that has helped me stop craving so many of the things that I used to crave constantly because now that all foods are just allowed into my life whenever I want them, I'm not constantly finding myself like, oh, I need a bagel or I need this. When the craving comes up, I honor it with love and I move on. And that's that. So eating with love. Um, And then living. So I said moving and eating and living with love. But living with love, it's all this big one thing. Like I said, I always come back to the question of what would love do in every single moment. So living with love has really helped me soften. And what I mean by that is I think sometimes we put a hard shell on towards others and towards ourselves. We become defensive, we become angry, we overreact towards others, or we have really poor reactions. And I feel like living with love has really helped me to soften and not react and not be so defensive. So what I mean by that is I shared an example last week of my mom told me something that annoyed me, right? And in the past, I would get super annoyed, defensive, angry, whatever it may be, um, because what she had told me like just threw off my schedule. And in the past, I like I said, I would have just been so annoyed. Like, oh my God, that's so annoying. She threw off my schedule. That's so rude. Like, that's so inconsiderate. But I softened in the moment. I softened and I asked myself, well, what would love do in this moment? And love would see things from her lens and see that she had to change our schedule because it was something she was dealing with internally. She was feeling anxious and I can't be mad at someone for being anxious. So love, asking myself what would love do in that moment really helped soften me. I also remember um, one of my past relationships, um, there would be times where I wanted to get really offended. I feel like living with love, and allowing me to soften has helped me become so much less defensive and so much less offended. Like I take things, I do not take things personally at all anymore, no matter what. You can tell me you hate me. You absolutely hate me and you think I am the worst person. Oh, actually, the day before I left for California, my brother literally told me he doesn't respect me as a person and like whatever, all these awful things about me. And in that moment, I still didn't take it personally. Because when things like that happen, when people are projecting, I'm able to soften. 
and see that everything that they're saying is coming from this place of their internal system, their internal view of life, right? And it doesn't actually mean anything about me. So living with love has helped me because in the past, if when I wasn't able to soften towards those things, I would take those words that someone said to me and beat myself up even more. And like I was just saying, in one of my past relationships, there were always times where, you know, I could choose to start a fight over something or I could choose to soften and live with compassion for that person and see what he was going through, see what, you know, see things from his lens. What would love do? I always would ask that. And when I'm struggling within myself internally as well, or I maybe am having a hard body image day or whatever it might be, I just come back to this place of what would love do? And I soften towards myself and I say that living with love is a wellness habit because your self-love and how you love yourself and, you know, even in terms of like not taking things personally from others has helped me so much. Like your self-love is part of your wellness. Your relationship with yourself and how you move through this life is part of your wellness. So like I said, these might not be your typical wellness habits, but living with love is a big one for me that has really made me feel my best. And that's what wellness is all about, is feeling your best. So number three is embracing the (laughs) woo-woo. Embracing my spirituality. And actually episode nine of this podcast is all about this topic. It's all about embracing the woo-woo, connecting to yourself, and being yourself. And what is the woo-woo, okay? That's my term, and a lot of people use that term to kind of describe spirituality, or like I would say modern day spirituality, where I'm like connecting to my spirit guides and pulling oracle cards, or people do tarot, or now I do Reiki energy healing, and the types of meditations that I do, sorry if you hear my water bottle, allowing myself to dive into my spirituality, my relationship with the universe or source energy or God, if whatever you believe in, allowing myself to connect with that has truly helped me to connect to myself and my soul on the absolute deepest level. And honestly, it has helped me a lot too when anxiety comes up about maybe I'm worrying over the future or worrying about a certain situation and it really brings me back to this place of trust just because I have allowed myself to form this relationship with the universe Um, or like I said, replace that with whatever you believe in. Um, But embracing the woo-woo for me, also meant embracing the things that come with it. Like I said, I do my oracle cards. I guess for me, the woo-woo is finally like meditating and my oracle cards and even manifestation and doing Reiki energy healing, things like I already mentioned. Um, Sorry for being repetitive. But I used to be afraid to allow those things into my life. I didn't want to be the girl who meditated. I didn't want to be the girl who did yoga because I also find that to be a spiritual practice for me. Um, I didn't want to be the girl who, you know, 
gut energy healing or I didn't even know I didn't even used to know what that was but I didn't want to be the girl who did these things because I was so worried about what everyone else thought of them and honestly like the people that I live around don't really understand that I'm into crystals they don't really understand what Reiki energy healing is they don't really understand like my oracle cards I have gotten tarot card readings from other people. I've gotten energy healings and different types of healings from other people. Um, And the people that I surround myself with or that I'm most often surrounded with don't understand it. They don't know what it is. They're not into it. And that's okay. Allowing it into my life has helped me heal on a deeper level and helped me get closer to my relationship with myself. And at the end of the day, That's what's super important. And I talked about in episode nine, this was like, oh my God, I think I recorded that two years ago, it feels like, but it's still one of my favorite episodes. And still you guys always listen to that one and tag me. Um, I talked about how I closed myself off, off from healing and from a deeper relationship with myself because I wouldn't allow myself to dive into those things because I was so afraid of what other people thought of them. Um, Even meditation, like I used to think meditation was woo-woo. I think meditation is getting more like mainstream, more normal, but still I I don't really, like in my personal life, in real life, in my little hometown, like I don't know people who are into these types of things. So sometimes I feel like I'm just like this alien floating around, but I'd rather be this alien floating around that's really, really close to herself. Um, And meditation is something that truly in itself has transformed me, has changed my life. I meditate every single day. I have promised myself not to miss a day. Um, and it has truly changed me from the inside out. I, it's, it's helped me be so much less reactive, less, it's helped me soften, just like living with love. It's helped me go towards my goals. It has helped me be more peaceful. It's, it's helped me find inner peace it's helped me slow down. It's helped me deal with my anxiety. It's helped me in ways that I can't describe. It's, and I can't tell you it's a feeling and you get so close to your soul. And that's honestly one of, I think, you know, the top wellness things that you could do is be close to your soul. When you're close to your soul, you're living from a place of this is actually what feels good for me. When you're close to your soul, you know yourself a lot better and you move through this life knowing yourself. And I think that's the healthiest. Like when I think of health, knowing yourself and being close to your soul is the healthiest thing you can do for yourself. Um, And really when I started to embrace the side of me that wanted to dive into meditation and you you don't have to be into all the other things of crystals and, you know, energy healings and whatnot, but even again, like I said, meditation was something I viewed as only weird people do that. And like, what will people think of me? And when I stopped worrying about that and I really embraced it, like I said, I got super close to my soul and it really helps me return back to this place of trust, especially like my Oracle cards. Um, I pull Oracle cards almost every day. I usually feel called to do it almost every day. Um, and it really just serves as this, intuitive guidance for my day and really allows me to come back to this place of trust with whatever I'm dealing with and so embracing the woo-woo although I'm not gonna 
dive into it the same way I did journaling and living with love. Um, it's been a huge, honestly, like the biggest thing for me. It's been the biggest thing for me to get into my relationship with myself, to not worry about what my spirituality looks like to other people and to allow myself to really get deep and close with myself. So if you have these habits that you want to pick up on, maybe they're not even woo-woo. If you have these habits that you feel like will get you closer to yourself, I encourage you to embrace those habits no matter what you think they look like to the external world. If you feel like you want to get into oracle cards or you want to buy a ton of crystals or you want to do Reiki energy healing or dive deep into meditation, like do it. Be the person that does it because you will get so close to yourself and that's the most beautiful thing about this life is being close to yourself. I never felt healthy when I was walking around listening to everyone else's advice on health and wellness because I didn't know myself enough to you know know what was actually health and wellness for me. And once I started to know myself on a deeper soul level, I figured that out. So I just encourage you to embrace whatever your heart is feeling called towards. Um, Even if it's studying like ancient medicine or like Ayurveda. I love Ayurveda. Just do whatever your heart feels called to do to get closer to yourself. And that's where real health stems from, I believe, and wellness. Um, Wellness is all within. So really take time for your inner world. Your inner world is so important. So take time for it take time to nourish it on whatever level you need to do no matter what anyone else thinks of that let's get in to number four sorry if you guys feel like i'm rushing through the last ones i just feel like i've been talking for forever and i didn't intend for this episode to be this long i don't really know how long it is but number four is committing to a relationship with myself Committing to my relationship with myself has helped me become well from the inside out. It has truly transformed my health and my wellness. Because, first of all, viewing it as being in a relationship with myself has changed me because it helped me learn more of what self-love really is. That I'm in a relationship with myself, so I'm going to treat myself the same way I would want someone in a relationship with me to treat me or I'm going to treat someone or I'm going to treat myself the same way I would treat someone I'm in a like a loving relationship with because we're all so hard on ourselves where we are our own worst critic we have the power to be our own worst enemy but we also have the power to be our own best friend and our own version of a soulmate and our own version of a lover and so Once I realized I was in a relationship with myself, I had to commit to that relationship with myself. And committing to a relationship with yourself means you need to commit to it the same way you commit to another loving relationship in your life. Let's say with your significant other. To grow that relationship and to make it a good one, you have to honor it, commit to it, spend time with it, get to know the person you're in a relationship with, like tend to it, nourish it, So I had to do that with my relationship with myself and I still commit to my relationship with myself every single day and my relationship with myself looks like doing the things, I mean I could 
get into a million different things of what my relationship with myself looks like or what it means to me because it is so loving. But a big part of committing to that relationship with myself means one, doing the things that make me feel good even when I don't want to. So if your partner was feeling sad or depressed and wanted to lay in bed all day, you would probably want to probe them a little to be like, hey, babe, hey, sweetie pie, hey, honey, let's get outside for a walk. It'll be so good for your mental health and you'll feel really good. Or, you know, if that's too big, maybe we can just sit outside in the sun. I I know that will feel really good. Or even just asking them, like, what makes you feel good on the days where you're feeling down? What do you need from me? You can literally do that for yourself. So, honestly there's some times where I don't want to show up for myself okay I don't want to roll up my Pilates mat and do Pilates I don't want to meditate I don't want to go on my freaking morning walk (laughs) I want to avoid all the things that make me feel good but I'm committed to a relationship with myself and I'm committed to loving myself and that means that even on the days where I'm not motivated or you know I don't want to do something It's not about the discipline. It's about honoring this sacred relationship that I have built with myself and knowing so deeply what will make me feel good on a soul level. And so that means sometimes when I'm resisting my practices, I force myself to show up for them because I know how I will feel within my soul after. Like yesterday, again, I was super anxious. I had been crying and I honestly was at the point where I wanted to shut down get into bed this was literally at like 5 p.m and just like shut my lights off and go to bed and like cry myself to sleep literally but me in my head and in my relationship with myself I know what what I need in those moments and what I need in those moments a lot of the times is love (laughs) and I can give that to myself but I know what will make me feel good and what will make me feel bad And I know that at 5 p.m., turning my lights off and getting into bed and putting my covers over my head and crying myself to sleep would do me no good. That would make me feel even worse. And so I had to commit to that loving relationship with myself and say, we're not going to do that, Al. We are not going to do that. We are going to get up and we're going to go to the gym And we're going to take a little walk on the treadmill because it's way too, like I would go on a walk outside, but you guys, it's five degrees, okay? (laughs) We're going to take a little walk on the treadmill. We're going to be around like in the presence of people because you know that will help you. We're going to listen to a podcast and then we're going to sit in the sauna for a while. And you know what? We're not going to let ourselves fall into this trap of self-sabotage and go down this road. And obviously I'm not saying don't feel your feels. I'm a big believer in crying, okay? I freaking love a good cry. I let myself have very many of them yesterday. Um, But you have to know when it's time to stop throwing yourself a pity party and get yourself up. And that was me yesterday. I was like, I'm literally just sitting in my own, like I can wallow in my own pity party or I can like try and help myself. And so committing to my relationship with myself means committing to those things that make me feel good on a soul level even when I don't want to. And yesterday, I cannot tell you the difference from like before I went and did the thing that made me feel good 
versus after. I felt like a new human and I was so, so, so grateful that I have this relationship with myself that I'm committed to in a way that like I will do the things that make me feel good, especially when I'm feeling bad. That's when it's most important. I think one thing I struggle with is when I'm having a day like yesterday, like yesterday I literally wanted to like... I wanted everyone else's love but my own. Um, I really just was craving the presence of someone else. Um, And I had to pick myself up in that moment. And I had to say, like, you can get yourself through this, Al. Like, you're spiraling a little and you can pick yourself up. Um, So being really committed to my relationship in that way. Self-conversations, too, is a big thing within my relationship with myself that has really helped me um like like I just said I kind of just gave you guys an example of how I talk to myself of when I'm having that down moment and I'm like okay Al I know you're sad I have those conversations of hey Al like I know you're sad and it's really valid that you're feeling this way but here's the truth because a lot of the times our sadness and our anxiety tells us lies that our minds want to hang on to but if if I can take an outsider's view for a second, I'm like, hey, my girl, like, here's the truth. This is what you're feeling. It's really valid, but here's the truth of the, the story that you're telling yourself, okay? You're allowed to cry. You're allowed to feel, but we're going to get ourselves up and we're going to go for a walk or we're going to do this. Like, having self-conversations has really, really helped me in my relationship with myself. I have conversations with myself all of the time. All of the time, especially from like spiraling or if I just need a little love, I have a loving conversation with myself or if I need a little tough love, <laughs> I give myself that that tough love. So committing to my relationship with myself, for me, it looks like committing to my practices, which are Pilates, meditation, journaling and walks. Um, that is like my base, I would say, in my relationship with myself is I need to show up for those. I... I would say pretty much every day because I know they make me feel my best. Um, obviously, Pilates is, I, I truly do usually do every day. But again, from a place of am I moving with love? If I don't want to do it that day, I, I don't. Or if my body doesn't want to do it that day, then I don't. I do listen to my body always. Or I'll do a little stretchy stretch on my mat. Um, but committing to my relationship with myself means, again, committing to the things that that I use to honor my relationship with myself. So what are those things for you? Because they don't have to be the same things as they are for me. That's why I'm not really diving. Mm, I guess I did just tell you what they were, but don't just take what I'm saying and say, this is how I'm committing to my relationship with myself. What is a way that you can commit to your relationship with yourself? How can you show up for yourself on a daily basis? And I'm not saying every day I do those like five things that I named. I think I usually do, honestly, but I'm not stressed out about it. It just kind of like flows into my day naturally because I have honored my relationship with myself for so long that like it's just natural for me to like, oh, I'm journaling or oh, I'm meditating or whatever it may be. But even if it's just one thing for you, what is one thing that you want to make yourself show up for every single day that helps you feel really good and commits like is your way of committing to your relationship with yourself. It can be every single day I want to wake up and I want to go outside for 10 minutes because I know that fresh air makes me feel good. And even on the mornings when my alarm goes off and I'm dreading getting out of bed, I'm having that conversation with myself and I'm going to take myself outside. 
Like it can be something like that. So committing to your relationship with yourself and also spending time with yourself. Like I have spent a lot of time with myself, like quality time, not just like running to the grocery store. I mean quality time where you're spending time in your mind with yourself. Um, So committing to my relationship with myself has transformed my wellness. It's a wellness habit that I would say really has changed my life because again, wellness is from within. And we don't have to think of wellness as food and fitness all the time. Your relationship with yourself is like the base of your wellness. Your relationship with yourself is the most important thing in this life. And if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, why do all the other wellness habits matter? Because honestly, if you don't have a good, loving, nurturing relationship with yourself, you're probably doing all of those other wellness habits from a place of not self-love. I can tell you that. So committing to your relationship with yourself is super important in honor in order to form a relationship with yourself. If you feel like you don't have one, it's a great way to start committing to it. That's how you form. And number five, you guys, this is a long one, this episode, sorry. Protecting and preserving my energy, Okay protecting my energy, preserving my energy, not allowing my energy to go to people or places or mindsets or things or habits that do not serve me. Giving my energy to those things that drain me. So I've realized that for myself. So your energy, okay, you only have a certain amount of energy within you and you can allot that energy to things that drain you and don't make you feel good. Or you can pull that energy back from giving it to those things and say, I'm only giving this certain amount of energy I have to what does make me feel good and what fuels me rather than drains me. So something I do for myself is I kind of do these energetic check-ins all the time within my life. And I do a scan of what are the things that are energetically, what are the things that energetically feel draining to me right now? And what are the things in my life that give me energy and allow myself to distance myself from the things that drain my energy, whether that, whether those things are people or whether they're like habits of my own or even mindsets of my own, I have to allow those to fall out of my life. And so protecting my energy also means like setting boundaries with people. I have had to learn to really set boundaries with people and drain or and walk away from relationships that drain me, not give my energy to relationships that drain me. Boundaries means really also like preserving my energy. So like, for instance, I have my boundaries set high. I would say mostly with my family and my family is of the mindset that when you are family, you don't have boundaries. And that's probably also what has made me (laughs) set my boundaries even higher because I'm not that way. I'm allowed to have my own boundaries for my own personal relationship with myself, no matter who that boundary is with. Like I've been straight up told that (laughs) I've been in my life, I've been told you do not get to have boundaries with family. But if something, even within my family is draining my energy, I'm not going to give my energy to that. I have to preserve my energy for myself and for the things that make me feel really good. So 
I'm also a highly sensitive person, so I get really overwhelmed with loud noises. I get really overwhelmed when there's too much chaos going on around me. I have a lot of little kids in my family. I'm an Italian family, so you can imagine there's a lot of running around with little kids, screaming, people talking over each other, and it gets really, really overwhelming for me. And my boundary with that is I'm going to drive myself to the event, probably show up late, and I'm probably going to leave early because I need to preserve the energy that... Like I need to preserve this energy because these things sometimes drain my energy because of how like overwhelmed and overstimulated I get. doesn't make me feel great. So I have to protect my energy in that way of also if they're at my house, I will literally go in my room for like 10 minutes no matter if anyone thinks I'm rude. Like I have learned that I have to preserve and protect my own energy for myself and really only give it to the things that make me feel good. This is also not me saying like, oh, my family doesn't make me feel good. We'll get into a family episode at one point, um, but I have to know when I need to step away from certain things um, to really preserve that feel-good energy, if you know what I'm saying. Setting boundaries with the things that, again, doesn't have to just be people. It can be my own habits that you know I'm doing myself and they're not making me feel good. It can be my own thoughts of like I'm having this thought over and over and over and I'm giving it too much energy and too much attention and it doesn't make me feel good. It can be places and obviously people. Like protecting my energy is setting boundaries against those things that make me feel awful or that just drain me. Because here's the thing. I like to think of it as this. You are sacred grounds. You yourself are sacred grounds, like holy grounds, okay? And let's say, for instance, let's look at this as like it's a church, okay? You're a church. Church, I think they have rules of like what you're allowed to wear, what you're allowed to say, what you're allowed to do, or let's just pretend they do. You're also allowed to have rules. You're also allowed to treat yourself like you would treat holy grounds, like a church. Like you wouldn't wear a skirt that shows your whole booty to a church or I don't think you would (laughs) like they wouldn't allow that so you get to choose what you're allowing on your sacred grounds you get to say I am holy grounds I am sacred grounds and I get to choose what I allow on these grounds what I allow to be said to me to be done to me what I allow myself to give my energy to what I allow myself you know what I mean You get to decide where the boundaries are and you get to decide when something crosses that boundary, you no longer have to give your energy to it. And this is another form of really honoring your relationship with yourself to say, hey, actually, I only have a certain amount of energy and I'm deciding to only give it to people, places, things, habits, mindsets that feel really good and that give me more energy rather than drain it. So That is wellness in itself. Wellness is treating yourself like you are holy grounds, like you are sacred to yourself. You're allowed to be sacred to yourself and you don't have to put up with things that are constantly draining you. And once I gave myself that permission slip of this drains you, walk away. This drains you, separate yourself. This drains you, stop giving your time and energy and attention to it. I felt healthier (laughs) because again, health is not just what we often think of it as on social media health and wellness they are truly 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 from within they're created within and so those are my five tips I know we talked a lot so I'm like gonna rush this ending because you guys are probably like 
ready to roll out of here. So let's just give an overview. The first things first is create your own definition of health and wellness. It will do you wonders and it will, you know, keep coming back to that definition whenever you find yourself trying to morph into someone else's definition of health and wellness. That's first things first. But then the five habits of wellness that maybe you don't typically think of when you think of wellness are journaling. You probably do think of that, but journaling changed my life. Living with love helps me soften and live my life with love. (laughs) Embracing the woo-woo or embracing the things that will connect you to you no matter what anyone else thinks of that because you are your most important relationship. Knowing yourself is the greatest honor of this life and will make you your healthiest self if you know yourself. Number four, committing to that sacred relationship that you have with yourself, baby. You have to commit to yourself. How can you expect other people to commit to you when you won't commit to you? You got to show yourself that you're worthy. So that's number four. And number five, protecting and preserving your energy. Do an energetic check-in with yourself all of the time and ask yourself, what's draining me in my life right now? And what's giving me energy what's draining my energy what's giving me energy set the boundaries with the things that drain you and give your energy and attention to the things that give you more energy okay that is it you guys oh my goodness I'm so sorry it's so long but if you like this episode please feel free to share on your stories tag me dm me I love to hear it like I said you can find me on tiktok now we're gonna be over there a lot underscore Alexander Dawson and you will hear me next time and I promise I won't talk to you for three hours. (laughs) Love you.